0: Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we're dedicated to helping entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001.
1: And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998.
0: We got a little story for you, Ags. Nicole Peel. Fighting Tech Class of the Entrepreneur Boot Camp for Veterans 2018 is an Army veteran and an entrepreneur that was so drawn to the entrepreneurial spirit in Aggieland that she moved across the country to live here. Nicole developed her business, JP Lux, while attending the Reynolds and Reynolds EVV of 2018, and she learned some hard truths about entrepreneurship. But since then, she has grown her business, learned how to build a community, and learned to have some pretty cool collaborations. So pass
1: it back and listen up to Nicole as she shares some good
0: bowl. Welcome back, Ags. I'm super stoked for today's episode. I met Chris and I both met Nicole at the Entrepreneur's Bootcamp for Veterans, a McFerrin program that is near and dear to all of our hearts uh, in 2018. So God, five years ago. And to see this woman grow as an entrepreneur and then to have her move to Aggieland because everything rocks here, but then to actually grow her business and everything. To Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to have you on Aggie Growth Acts. Love this conversation.
2: Thank you for inviting me. I'm humbled and, and honored. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, we, we love you. We love what you're doing. How about you tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey? Um, maybe even going back to how was how was that planted while you were in the military?
2: Okay. So when I, I got medically uh, retired out of the army in 2013, the retirement process was a year long in DC. And the thing that they talked about for a year, they talked about that you have to get this government job in D.C. If you don't, you won't survive. You'll be i literally, you'll be hungry. And there was a girl in there, she was crying and oh my God. And I'm like, I can't do this. I I can't. So went through the year of getting ready to retire. And it was always, you know, a thousand dollars for USA jobs, resume, just on and on. I was like, I'm not built for this. I don't want to do this. So we ended up moving to Houston. We left D.C. area and we moved to Houston. And I was like, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. What can I do? Started like a hobby. It's like a hobby of making bath and body products and showing it on Facebook to yep. my friends and sending it to some of them. And they're like, do you sell this? And I was like, no. So I didn't want to work, but I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know how to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so when they asked, do you sell this? I'm like, no, I don't. Yes. So, yes, <laughs> yeah. you, right? So the it started out like my customers were more interested in the product than they were the packaging and how to pay and everything. They were like, how can I get it? So I was like running behind the train of a business and was like, I don't. I, I, I don't know. So got that together, bootstrapped that, This is you. you know, website, and this is how you can pay me. And then it was, I want to make something else. I want to learn how to make soap. It was either, honestly, it was either knitting or soaping, but because I'm left-handed, nobody could teach me how to knit. So I had to make soap. So, I took this training and started making soap. And on my Facebook page, I was just showing all of my friends and my family, look what I made, look what I made, and look at my lather, and look at this. And what I've learned is this oil works with this. And so, the science of it interested me and it right. interested my customers. And they were like, okay, do you sell that? Like, no. I know. I know. I can know. <laughs> <yet>. And, and <laughs> then it kind of, blossomed and bloomed and reading a lot of books and looking at a lot of YouTube of how to get this thing to where I can start selling. And that's pretty much what happened. That's how I started 2018, came to EBV for literally no reason at all. It was like, I don't know what that is, but one of the veteran nonprofits in Houston was like, there's a business boot camp. Okay. I need some business knowledge, come down to to college station. And I was like, okay, so I came, came for a week. It was, we always say, it's like drinking out of a fire hose. And it was, it was so much information. It was so many people. It was so many things that when I got back to Houston, I just kind of shut down. It's too much. I can't, yeah. I'll stay at the bare minimum and that's it. I can't do anything else. Pandemic came, McFerrin came on tour to Houston in 21, I think. And I went and met all of these amazing Aggie entrepreneurs and I had this imposter syndrome. I am a soap maker, and these guys are this and that. And when I got there, everybody was amazed that I was a soap maker, and it brought that confidence back. And I was like, "There you go, I love Aggie. There Han. you go. And then Blake started kind of putting into my every time I would come down here for an event. I always came for EBV. Now I need to give back. Now I'm opening up my book that all the information that y'all gave us in 18 I'm looking at it now I'm highlighting now I can process it now and Blake's like you really need to move down here I'm like I'm moving down here And Blake's like you really need to move down here and I'm like no and my last daughter moved out three months ago and I moved here the first of June so that's kind of Buckleman. where I, <laughs> I know right that's kind of how it started and and where it is now so I'm I shut down the beginning of the year, went home to North Carolina for about a month and a half to just kind of decompress and figure out what this looks like and moved here. And I'm happy. <laughs>
1: awesome. That is awesome. So how has the transition been for you in, in all of this, right, from military to entrepreneur? And, and what do you think that you took away from the military that's helped you in your entrepreneurship?
2: The transition was overwhelming because The process of retiring was the government job. And when I didn't do that, there was nothing else that told me about being an entrepreneur. So I was overwhelmed, like bummed out, like, what Mm -hmm. do I do? What does this process look like? It took coming down here to EBV and seeing other veterans. There were successful veterans that had successful businesses in my class that were encouraging to us. And it was that sense of of camaraderie, the, the leadership that kind of falls under the core values yep. of the military, the leadership, the respect, the sense of community, all of that. When I thought about community, every time I came down here, everybody treated me like I graduated from a and And my thing was imposter syndrome again. I just went to like this week course down here. I'm not Aggie fighting class of anything. So it was that imposter syndrome. And I was the only person that had it. Nobody else saw that. Nobody else cared. Tell me what I can do to help you. So those things all kind of work together to help me get over myself. I mm-hmm. needed to get over myself. I was the one that was, that was in my way every single time. And once I took a step back, then I realized what the opportunities could be. If I allow people to help me, if I wasn't shy in saying, hey, I need some help. And I email and email and every email I send to an Aggie every phone call, every question, they always answer it like I was, you know, Aggie fighting class of and not, you know, you just came to this program for a month. So all of that really worked in helping me kind of get out of my own way.
0: That's, That's what I love about the Aggie spirit and Aggie entrepreneurs is that we truly are a family Yes, and to be able to support and help one another, whether that's a you know, a, the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or an entrepreneur that just started 110 days ago, yeah, on his entrepreneur journey. Yes, we're all together to support one another. Yep. But what I think is so awesome about you, Nicole, is that when you were talking through that, I heard I heard the word grit, and that was something that that the military has taught all of us mm-hmm. to be able to to overcome obstacles mm-hmm. that we we don't know how we're going to overcome it, but you had the humility to say, look, I don't know everything, but I'm open to ask. Right. And I'm going to have that grit and that drive to kind of continue to push through it mm-hmm. and develop those relationships to help one another. So what what's the biggest thing that you were challenged with right now or challenged with in the last year or so? And how have you overcome
2: it? The biggest challenge, to be honest, to be transparent and honest, my biggest thing was fear of success. It was never yeah. the fear of failure. Yeah. I have good products. I make good products. I get good feedback on my products. My thing was if this thing takes off, that train that I was behind before, if this thing takes off, can I maintain that quality? So in my mind to maintain that quality, I'll just keep it at the ground level. I'll make the bare minimum. I won't worry about it. I'll bootstrap it. And, and that's that. The fear of this thing really taking off this thing being what i what i prayed what i hoped it would be i wasn't allowing it to be because i was scared so the this last year has been one the kids are all grown that was the one thing they were the priority so the kids are grown they're the biggest cheerleaders the biggest grifters cuz they want all my products for free but they're the <laughs> biggest cheerleaders but they're okay they're good. Everybody's in Houston. They're good. It's now, why don't you take care of this? This is your baby now. Yep. Take care of this and grow this. And it's taken that year for me to know that to grow this, I need to be surrounded by people mm. that can answer my questions, that I can go to coffee with, that I can go to lunch with. And coming down here was the place that I, I needed to be, that changed. So that it's been a year. I said, September last year, that I was going to move here. When I came here for um, a first down at McFarren, and I said it then out loud, I'm going to move here, but I didn't know when. So it's taken that year to kind of get me here.
1: So you know, we talked a little bit before this, but let's dig into a little bit more on your, on your company. Like, like, are you retail shop? Are you, are you online only? What, how, how do people, you know, purchase your products?
2: So I am online. My, the site is jplux.bigcartel.com. So I have an online store, My Business Model, which is why I'm here because someone may say, no, Nicole, we're not doing that. But my business model in my mind is I don't want to sell in a brick and mortar a bar of soap all day, every day. I sat on the alumni panel for EBV last year and one of the panelists said to me, your customers have discretionary and disposable income because my soaps are a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. commercial soaps that you buy. I source local. So I make soap that have coffee in it. So my soaps that have coffee in it, I get it from a local coffee shop. The soaps are oh. sold out of the coffee shop. I make beer soap. So I get it from a local brewery. Beer soap? I make beer soap. <laughs> so I get it from a local brewery. Right. And um, I was getting like cans and cans of Beer for I don't drink beer, so I get all these cans of beer where I'm making soap. <laughs> I'm <laughs> making soap, and then the I take them back to the brewery and the staff. They get it for free. I make beard wash with beer, so yeah. the brewmaster he gets my beard wash. So the the huh. staff at the brewery and at the coffee shop they tell my story. Mm-hmm. They talk about my products. That's worked for me. That I don't have to have a brick and mortar and that I can do it online because now when you order that cafe latte, then Sandy at the, at the coffee shop can say, you know, I have a soap that's made with this. And then people become interested because it's weird. What are yeah, you talking yeah. about? And then that's how I get. So I have people tell my story for me. I don't tell the story.
1: So real quick, what, what coffee shop and what brewery?
2: So in Houston, I had a specific coffee shop. Shout out to you, Boomtown Coffee, and um, a brewery. But here, I don't know anyone. That's uh-huh. kind of... What happens now that I want to get immersed in the community and find a coffee shop and find a brewery okay. where I can I can have those? I,
0: I think we can help connect. you <laughs> I, I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy. Okay, so so how do you learn about turning beer into beer beer into beard wash? I mean, what's the what's the because like is that a just trial and error? And, it's and a class.
2: You- so in the in the soap making world, which is Nobody believes we have a Facebook group and we have 50,000, 52,000 people around the world and we feed off of each other and we talk about the latest things. There are ladies in our, and guys, we're more 96% women, but we talk about this new thing, making soap with coffee, making soap with beer. And then once you perfect it, then you teach it and we have no problems investing in the training. I need you to teach me how to do that. How do I learn? how to do that. So for me making a a body wash, a soap, there's a specific there's a specific way that I I've, I've learned to do it and I teach it. So as of today, there's about 206 women in 10 countries that I've taught how to make wow, this wow. soap a particular yeah, way. That's, cool. that's the other thing of my kind of fear of success. Like say that out loud, say that you've done that and I never say it and I never say it. I never say it. So that's kind of the thing when you're an international
0: expert on this.
2: (laughs) So we, we put out there that this is what I make. And Uh, if you want to make it, we treat, we teach it. So that's kind of our group, our, our core. That's how we, that's how we move forward and expand our products and expand our business. So,
1: okay. So I want to dig more into this whole beer thing. Yes. All right. So. Super interested. I'm I'm a brewer myself, so I okay. Right. So, is there a type of
2: beer that that you focus on with with this? Or? No. So when I go to a brewery, uh-huh. what's worked for me because not working, I'm retired, so I'm making soap and I'm home. I go to a brewery the second they open. Okay. The second they open, nobody's there. It's just the staff, and yeah. I walk in and I talk to the um, bartender, and I say, hey. Tell me the most popular beer because I don't drink beer. So tell me the most popular and tell me about it. And that's what they'll do. And then as I tell them I make soap, the brewmaster will hear and come out and like, no. And I'm like, yeah. So what I do is I get the beer and I cook. The alcohol off of it, I simmer it. Okay. and then once I do that, the process of making soap, which is the oils and the lye, I put the beer in with it. Beer gives soap. Beer in soap, the hops gives it a bubbly. It's extremely okay. mm-hmm. bubbly. It's creamy. If it sits for a while, I had a, a bottle of body wash that I made with beer. It was a orange ale. Okay. And the smell, it sat for almost a year. When I moved, I found that bottle and I was like, you look cute. The smell was amazing. It almost fermented, yeah. but cook the alcohol off of it so it doesn't react with the lye. Okay. And then you're left with this beautiful amber color, depending mm. on the type of beer okay. that it is. So yeah. that's how I make it. Ah, that's awesome. I love that.
0: So, so local coffee, local Beer. Local honey. Where, where, local honey. So what, where do you get some of your other stuff? Because I, I, know, I know that we've got a fellow E B and a fellow podcast alum that actually, Steve, that actually helps provide some of the my, stuff.
2: I get my honey so, from Steve. Yes. I yep. get my honey and my beeswax, that, the butter bars that yep. I get from Steve. And what I want, so... Lard is one thing that's in my this Texas. I'm from North Carolina. So my soaps have lard in them. So lard is one thing that I want to source locally. I get it now from um, a grocery store. So if I can source that locally, that's one of my selling points that my Mm -hmm. soaps are locally sourced. But yeah, anywhere that you can tell me where I can get coffee from, I take the coffee, coarse grind it, put it in a mason jar, cover it with olive oil sit it for at least two months. And then the coffee is infused in the olive oil and it Uh gives it this great. And then I make oat milk. So I put the oat milk in with the coffee and it is amazing. That's awesome. Amazing. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that is awesome. So let's dig in a little bit to your vision for the company, right? Because you said earlier that, that you, you know, you're kind of in your own way sometimes, right? And Mm -hmm. that's all, by the way, that's all entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We're all in our own way, right? What's your vision for your company in the next, Five to ten years. What's your big hairy audacious goal?
2: I wrote this down and when I wrote it down, I was like, that's too much. So the next ten years, what I want going back to teaching, what I want is for JP Lux to be an online university for all I've taught are women. I haven't taught any men, but all I've taught are women for them to, I hear my customers, my students that are in Sierra Leone, that are in Jamaica, that are in Panama. And they talk about wanting to start this business. And once I teach them soap making, we kind of stop there. So I, if I can make it where I can teach you how to make the products, how to market it, how to sell it, how to do what I did as far as going into the brewery, go at 11 in the morning when they open, not five when it's happy hour so you can get the full attention of every. So that's what I want. I want it to be an online university. I want it to be the go-to. I'm here. I want J.P. Lux to be the go-to for the students at a and for the alumni, the go-to for your bath and body products. And then the other end of that is in 10 years, I want to be home. I am from a town called Mount Olive, North Carolina. I want to sit on a porch with my sister. I haven't lived home in 30 years. So if I can get this business to where it can sustain itself, then that's one of my goals is to go home while she and I can kind of still be old Thelma and Louise and hit the road for <laughs> road trips a couple of times. So that's kind of my big, my big hairy, Audacious goal is to put this thing online.
0: I, I love that. That goal of, I just want to give back and I want to, yeah. I want to pour into this community. Yes. That, it, that is so awesome. Well, let's pause here for a message from this episode sponsor. Okay, we're back. All right. We're rolling in the lightning round, Nicole. One one rule, 30 seconds or less in each one of these questions. We are Aggie Growth Hacks, and you, you've been such a faithful follower of ours. You, you know the deal. What's your favorite personal hack, podcast, book, YouTube channel, anything? What can we learn from you?
2: My favorite personal book is Boundaries. I need it to plant boundaries because the, when I went back to the fear of success, I was giving away a lot of products, just giving people products. I didn't want them to buy it. So I had to put boundaries down that if you're going to be a business, you have to sell products. So boundaries really opened up a lot of doors for me mentally, (laughs) mentally.
1: Love that. So next question, same exact question, except what is your favorite Business hack.
2: Favorite business hack is my favorite podcast. I've told you before, Aggie Growth Hacks. I ride around Houston and deliver soap locally, listening to you guys. The other one is this book called Magnetic Sponsoring. Mike Dillard wrote a a booklet, 2008 edition, I got Magnetic Sponsoring. And really quick, what it talked about was how to sell. And the thing that it talked about was a quote that said, if you want to sell a drill, teach people how to make a hole. People don't want to buy a drill. They want a hole. And that was the thing with soap making is I'm not mm. trying to buy, sell you a bar of soap. I'm trying to sell you what your skin is going to feel like oh, if you buy yes, this bar of soap. Awesome. So that's that great. kind of opened the door for me <laughs> on that, how that to sell. That makes the marketer's heart. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just burst. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Teach first. That's yes. Right. Yes. Nicole, that, that's awesome. What What's the best bit of advice that you've learned and how have you applied it?
2: Best bit of advice is don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to meet new people. EBV, meeting people there, people that do amazing things. Don't be scared to ask people what they do. Really quick, EBV graduate Melanie Harlow, Conscious Beauty. I had no idea that women veterans who are suffering from um, alopecia, going through chemo, losing their hair, that the VA will pay for you to get a wig. And Melanie is certified and qualified to do that. And I didn't know that until we came down here for EBV alumni. So ask people what they do. Talk to people. Amazing people have come through here.
1: Love it. Absolutely love that. All right. So next question is how can the Aggie Growth Hack community help you out and get in touch with you?
2: So get in touch with me on LinkedIn. My name is Nicole Peel on LinkedIn. I am JPLUXE23 on Instagram for Aggie Soaps and Scents. Martin Billups and I are about to launch Aggie Soaps and Scents. Get with us on Instagram. We are Aggie Soaps Scents on Instagram. I think the support is Connect me with coffee shops. Connect me with breweries. And introduce me to people. We want Aggie Soaps and Scents to be the go-to for alumni, student organizations, and I want JP Lux to kind of be the go-to for just the Aggie family.
0: Okay, so let 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 let's hold on. Let's let's pause our our send-off for just a second. What is Aggie Soaps and Scents?
2: So Aggie Soaps and Scents is the collaboration of myself and another EBV graduate, 2010 graduate, Martin Billups. We met at alumni, EBV alumni last year. First thing Blake said is meet with somebody and collaborate. And I met Martin. Martin has a huge personality. Um, We kind of talked After he went back to Virginia and both of us just kind of love and appreciation for Aggieland and everything that this place has done for us, supporting us, we wanted to give back. So we created this um, success box and it has Martin's products in it, room sprays, diffusers for um, aromatherapy and then my soaps. And what we want is. For student alumni, if you have an event, you have speakers, the success box is what we want you to use to give to your speakers. If you're any kind of alumni organization, student organization, please reach out to us so we can customize this for you. So that's what Aggie Soaps and Sense is.
0: Well, well there you go, Ag. So if you've got a, an event, if you've got some type of conference or something that you're putting on, definitely reach out to Nicole and Martin. Um, Nicole has been so gracious on today's recordings to be able to, to gift all of our, all of our guests with a swag box from Maggie's Soaps and Sends. But Nicole, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story, for being honest and being open with us. Thank you for allowing us to, to lift you up and learn a little bit more about you and and your companies a- as an entrepreneur. We, we appreciate you. We love you. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Like, honestly, thank you. So this is like the highlight of, of the business journey for me. So I appreciate you both so much.
1: Well, how about that, Ags? Was that pretty amazing or what? I know that I enjoyed talking with Nicole, and I had a lot of things that I took away from her. What was your biggest takeaways there, Greg?
0: Well, I love just talking with our veteran entrepreneurs. I mean, it, it, obviously, between you and I, you know, we've got a special place for veterans in our heart. But what I really loved about what Nicole said was was actually her personal attack and, and the book Boundaries. And while she was talking about having having to have boundaries in her her personal life and everything, that's something that that I'm learning so much more as an entrepreneur now is that you have to set boundaries and it's okay to set boundaries because you ha- you have to protect your your family, you have to protect your time. You have to protect your clients' relationships. And it's okay if you say, okay, this is what I can do and, and no more. And to really be able to, to constantly be thinking of that and setting those boundaries and, and realizing that it's healthy to do that and is empowering to do that yeah. is something that, quite frankly, means more to me today than it would have six months ago.
1: I love talking with Nicole and in fact, we talked a lot before and after everything and just really had a lot of really good insightful uh, conversations. One, she brought soap with her for us, right? Yeah. I don't know if you've had a chance to use it. It's pretty legit, right? Oh yeah. It's it's awesome. I I love it and, and she's got some really cool stuff that she has. But my biggest takeaway really is when she said, don't be afraid to ask for help. Right. Mm -hmm. Us as entrepreneurs, sometimes we sit on islands and and we're not quite sure what to do. We get stuck. And the problem is that we get in our heads and, and and then we can't get out of that being stuck. Right. We've got to be able to ask for help. And and that's one of the things that I've come to learn in the past 20 plus years of being in business is that us as entrepreneurs, we have got to learn how to seek out the people that know where we want to be, first of all, and can help us get unstuck, right? When we are stuck. So that's my biggest takeaway. You know, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, and that that's just such a powerful thing.
0: That's right. And I mean, the coal makes Soap out of beer—that's pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. I, I mean, I—I I know she says it's got a real interesting smell to it. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe Nicole put that in in the next swag box. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but seriously, Ags, um, if you are looking to support another Aggie entrepreneur, um, Aggie Soaps and Scents is is a great swag box. We can attest to it. You know, yeah, Aggie yeah. Growth tax approved. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. If you're not connected with Nicole, do yourself a favor and connect with her. If you're not connected to Aggie Growth Hacks, to, to Chris, to myself, to the McFarren Center, we just want to thank them for continuing to sponsor us. Connect with them. Go to AggieGrowthHacks.com. In AggieGrowthHacks.com, you're going to hear this episode as well as our previous six seasons of episodes where we've talked with Aggie entrepreneurs, heard about their stories, and hopefully we'll connecting them with you.
1: We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wontrepreneur, head on over to their website right now to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Well, Ags, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Till then, I'm Chris Hunter.
0: And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks to Giggum.